And now it's time for something. I just messed it all the way up. That's what I get for playing offline. So let let me let me let me bring it back. And now the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, the voice. As always, in the opposite corner, my mano imano, my verbal sparring partner, none other than Iron Wilders Ruffin. It's all good. It's all good. We you you slipped up, but you caught yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You caught yourself. You did the run back. We're just going to ignore it. You know what I mean? You had a Ryan Garcia moment, but you got up. Oh, okay. And for that, I believe in you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, the man who has his own T-shirt. The voice, voice. How are you feeling today, sir? Oh man, it's smoke o'clock, and I'm happy. It's I'm bad. happy. I've been I've been looking forward to smoke o'clock. It's been a long day mm-hmm. uh and uh but this this always invigorates somebody definitely ladies and gentlemen boys and girls this is the main card and like he said it's smoke o'clock let's get into ko's and low blows voice yes sir i i don't even know what to say about this first thing okay nate diaz is in the news for choking out logan paul yeah. <laughs> Um, as you can see in the video, uh, the, uh, this past weekend, Rodney Peterson, um, who's known for his resemblance to uh, fellow uh, YouTube influencer Logan Paul, he can be seen in the video confronting Diaz uh, with people literally fighting on all sides. Now, Peterson, literally based off of what people are saying, tracked down and engaged with Diaz, who in self-defense locked Peterson in a guillotine choke submission while Peterson was still standing, left him unconscious, and then just dropped his body down onto the street. Now, when Peterson fell, he hit his head. He hit his head on the pavement, uh, and this is what actually caused nine one one to be called. And now, they are looking to arrest Nate Diaz. Peterson later went on YouTube and stated, "I don't know what I did to Nate Diaz, but I'm telling you what." I'm gonna knock him out when I when I know he's coming. You caught me off guard, dude. What did you think I what did you think I was, Logan? Now let's remember Diaz is actually scheduled to fight a YouTuber turned prize fighter Jake Paul, uh brother of Logan Paul, in the big money boxing match on August 5th in Dallas. It seems like the fireworks are already ready. Honestly, with these two voices, I don't even know if this is real or this is being scripted but what are your thoughts on this oh there's no script to this no script whatsoever uh this is real uh nate diaz is a gangster i'm sorry he, he just is he, he's a gangster he's a thug and well let me not say, yeah well he, he was a thug life so yeah that that's who he is and how all this started was um some other youtuber who's fighting on uh, the the uh, KSI show on the zone got into it with Nate. You know, Nate was sitting there. They start talking, and uh, what does Nate do? With, hey, hey, uh, see, uh, what does Nate do uh, when he has water bottles? He throws them. So he threw the water bottle real hard. Hit the dude. He got up. He got mad. Uh, and their crews uh, wound up. Uh, confronting each other out there. This is the reason why Nate Diaz cannot go to a PFL event. 
is because he had this same kind of situation with Habib back when the PFL was the WSOF. So um, this is just what what happens. You know, he he is he's real. He's real, which is the reason why people love him. I don't don't try to test his gangster because if you do, you might end up like dude. And he's talking about some uh, uh, you know when I when I know you're coming, dude. You were standing right there in front of him. He grabbed your hands. You know, well, yeah, that's that's some time fooler. I don't know, boys. I, I'm not I'm not completely sold yet that this is just not something to add to the soap opera that follows the the, the, the Paul brothers. Um, I personally feel like maybe there's something else to it. Uh, like, like Stephen said, he tucked old boy in and he put him to sleep. But Peterson is also a YouTuber, so we never know exactly what's truth and what's uh, what's fiction here. So well, it, um, what's true is what Dana White said. That boy's head dribbled off the concrete like a basketball. That's the truth. Well, if y'all see Nate, tell him the popo looking for him. Okay. <laughs> Next up. Real fighting took place. Uh, the Bellator 294 uh, bout was amazing. Uh, Liz Karamuth, of course, if you got to see the aftermath of that fight, she went in on Bennett, uh, <laughs> stating that there was cheating after the fight. There was also uh, Bellator 295, which saw the emergence of Patchy Mix. And we're going to talk about both of those here. Now, Bellator president Scott Coker, after the bout with uh, Karamuth, stated that former champ, and I'm gonna butcher this young lady's name, and I apologize. Yeah, why don't you let me say it? Go ahead, you got it. Elimale McFarland. And real quick, uh, see to your statement on who's gonna win the Paul and uh, uh, and Diaz fight. Tune in closer to the fight, and we will talk about <laughs> it. Again. All right, Elimale McFarland is actually next in line against her former training partner Liz. Now, Moose literally uh, successfully defended her women's flyweight belt against Deanna Bennett, submitting her with that arm triangle in the fourth of their Bellator main event. Now, in that co-main event of Bellator 295, McFarlane, who's 13-2, and two, actually edged Japan's Kano Watanabe in a split decision. Now, Coker literally stated after this, this is the top priority. By winning this fight against Watanabe, who's extremely competitive and skilled, a lot of folks thought it could go either way. And it was a tight fight. But given the decision, it kind of puts her in Liz's sight. So we have to do that fight. What are your thoughts on that? Because there's a lot of people who want to see Karamush fight uh, new fighters and go different ways. But then from even the research, I'm seeing people believe that McFarlane could actually knock Karamush out. So what are your thoughts on this? I don't know about her knocking her out because outside of her being thrust into and her being a Lehman Lake being thrust into viral social media stardom uh, by beating up the soccer mom. Yeah. Like she doesn't really knock anybody out. Her uh, claim to fame is her grappling, which is also Liz's claim to fame. So um, this is exciting. Like when Liz left the UFC and came to Bellator, the question was always, are they going to fight each other? They were literally training out of the same gym at that time. They both still live in San Diego. Uh, I want to say one of the commentators mentioned that just before they came to Hawaii, 
Elimelech borrowed Liz's truck to move something. So <laughs> these are good friends, but Elimelech has said, and um, she said when I spoke with her uh, after her last win, not this uh, past win, but the one before that, she was like, I want to fight her. That's that's my goal. I want to uh, fight. I want to be the champion. I want to uh, fight Liz, and I want to do it in Hawaii. She mentioned uh, December, which is a time frame that Bellator has been to Hawaii in the past. Uh, them going three times in a year is kind of like, mm, I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it looks like all roads lead to these two women fighting. Where they fight, I'm not sure. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see because uh, they're, they're both at the top of their game. Now, moving on to, to Bellator 295, we spoke about this last week, and I did not expect this to happen. The emergence of Tachi Mix, literally, not even, I don't even know if it was a minute into the fight, voice, that knee just put an end to my man's thoughts. With Patchy's win, and that, that's an incredible picture there, with Patchy's win, voice, What's next for him, and what are we looking forward to? Because when we talked about it, you didn't seem too shocked that this happened the way that it happened. Uh, actually, I am shocked that it happened the way it happened. I'm not shocked that he won. I'm shocked at the method because he talked about uh, uh, wanting to knock him out. And I was like, that's really not Patchy's game. Patchy is a grappler. Ooh, but them knees, though. Them knees. Oh, my goodness. It, it, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Stotts didn't see it coming. Um, and he didn't know what happened. He was on the ground. was like, what, what's going on? What do you mean? No, no, I can fight. He was like, no, dog, you can't fight. You was dead. Your head was caught to the side. You was stuck. Yeah, you know, and, and it's my Nigerian brother. But, yeah, he, he got slept real bad. Uh, what's next is the winner of the super fight between current champion Sergio Pettis and the face of Bellator, Pitbull, uh, uh, Patricio Pitbull. So whoever wins that fight at 135, Mix will face next. And that's going to be, regardless of which one he's fighting, that fight is going to be so huge. Oh, my goodness. Bellator has some stuff going on at 135. And, uh, yeah, they, they're right up there, as, at least a 135 category. They're probably right up there with it with the UFC as far as uh, competitions concerned. I mean, Bellator on both sides right now look like they got some incredible stuff going on, especially going into the summer. So that's definitely going to be exciting. Um, I know, I know, people always talk about UFC, and we're actually going to get into UFC uh, after this break from Ozell. But uh, Bellator is looking amazing right now, and even doing the presser, Scott Coker looks like, yeah, I'm him right now. So when we come back, uh, we're going to get into uh, uh, UFC 288. And we got a note from U- UFC 289. And finally, we're going to recap Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. 
that Ozell brand. If you ain't got none, make sure you go and get yourself some, whether it's the shoes or the cleats. Ozell got everything you need. And voice. Voice is always out here in his Ozell stomping and bumping, rapping on the stoops and uh walking around with the with the with the voice Leroy glow. So make sure you <laughs> make sure you get some of them giants. Now, let's get into UFC 288. This Saturday, it was actually scheduled to have uh, the next bout that we're actually going to talk about, um, which is uh, Oliviera versus uh, DeRouche. Um, I felt it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> However, because of injury, that bout has now been moved to 289. So we're going to be discussing this Saturday's co-main event between Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Now, and that, Gilbert- that'll be on uh the Cinco de Mayo weekend. Oh yeah. Is that not this weekend? Mm-hmm. My time is out. Um so Gilbert Burns is going to be stepping into the octagon. This is literally after demanding a title fight after his win over George Masvidal at UFC 287. Now many people remember uh that post fight where Gilbert stated that he had earned the bout and he would not accept anything less. Well, thanks to Leon Edwards pushing back his title bout with Kobe Covington, Gilbert will be in the ring a little earlier than he wanted. He recently stated right after my fight, I heard that Leon needed more time and that he has a small injury and that he was looking towards October. With that delay, Leon and Kobe not fighting in July, fighting only from October, it's a big gap there. I didn't want to sit down and wait, especially having Bilal Muhammad racing with me to get that title shot. Also heard Usman wanted to fight and maybe uh Shakvat wants to fight also. And I just think if Bilal fights uh Kimura or if he fights Shakvat, it doesn't matter who wins. This guy has another opportunity to get a title shot on top of me. So I didn't feel comfortable to sit and wait. Now for Bill, he for uh Bilal, he actually feels the same way. This also means a title shot for him. And he feels actually that he deserves it over Kobe Covington. And he wants to prove the tractors wrong. He said, for this fight, it's like when the opportunity popped up, it was like, all right, Gilbert Burns has the hype. Has the hype. It's a short turnaround. He just beat Masvidal, and he just beat Magny. Now, he's coming off for fight camp, and I'm coming off the couch after Ramadan. I'm like, beating him now, there's no excuse, and there's no excuse where they can actually go against me. So if I go out there and I finish him and I dominate him, there's literally nothing you can say or do to deny me. Now, voice, they're both literally racing towards the finish line to get to that title shot. Arguably, you can actually say that both of them deserve it. But what are your thoughts on their statements on on how they feel about getting that title shot? And where do you see this fight going? As far as their um, their claims for a title shot, for real? Depending on how they uh, finish this fight, they could be next. Like, I think they could bump Kobe with a dynamic performance in this fight. This fight saved the card. It saved it because the co-main event, which we'll talk about in a moment, for this card, uh, Oliveira and uh, Darius. That's why people were tuning in for this card. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, whether or not Aljo can handle Cejudo uh, or vice versa. But that's what was bringing people to the card 
when it went away and now this fight comes in uh between these two hot prospects who are clamoring for an opportunity to fight fight in this short period of time about two weeks and it's a five round fight you don't i mean all of that brings a level of excitement to this card that it did not have before now you you've got these things going on you have the potential uh title implications uh for the winner it, it's it's phenomenal i i love it and i love how everything worked out um this year has been pretty rough for the ufc uh, but uh, some things fell in place for them with this. So now I know you stated that, you know, for them, it could possibly cause one of them to jump Colby Covington. Uh, if they both put on with no matter what, who wins, who do you feel would actually be the better fit for a championship bout for with Leon Edwards? Mm. Wow. That's a, a great question. And the reason the question is so great is because the men are, are fairly evenly matched. They're both known uh, for their grappling prowess, which is something that really Leon ha has done much better with as he's gone on in his fighting career. You know, he, he really mixes it up well from uh, takedowns to stand up. Uh, Bilal had a knockout in his last fight, but that's the first time he's had one of those in a while so you can't necessarily call either of them uh strikers so i i really don't know who would have the uh the better opportunity i would only lean burns because of experience he's fought for the title before so he, he won't have uh those nerves going into the bout because he's been there before so okay because and, and that's a great point but i have to ask when Leon and Bilal met uh, in 2021, I know that there was a stoppage in that fight. <laughs> what would you have scored that card up until that? You, you couldn't have. They, they were like in the first round, and Leon accidentally poked him in the eye. I mean, like the fight didn't even get started. So, which I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. So from a storyline perspective, that makes that fight really, really intriguing because it's like, okay, Y'all barely got to fighting, and what made it even more intriguing was we thought they just run it right back. But Leon was like, "No, no, no, I want to move on." And then that's when he fought uh, Nate Diaz. But we all thought you should probably run this back. I mean, nothing really happened. Uh, you know, we want to see what you look like. So, from a storyline perspective, that actually ha has more legs to it uh, than Burns does. Yeah, and I mean. He's literally, if you if you're honest with it, I mean, Bilal's coming in with a literally a non-fight win streak. If you don't count uh, that that stoppage, um, he hasn't lost since UFC Fight Night in 2019. So, I mean, I, I understand you know Burns has beat you know two really great fighters, but before that, he had taken that loss. Then I believe he had all, already taken the loss to Usman. Um, maybe yeah, that was a loss. That's the last loss he had. So, I mean, this. I mean, it makes a great storyline, but just just from the outside looking in, you almost feel like maybe Bilal's right. Like, maybe they are overlooking him. But that's going to be interesting to see. Um, as I said before, he's coming in with a nine-fight win streak. He has not seen the Mets since 2019, so that's going to be interesting. Definitely looking forward to that. Now, it, while it does look like we won't get the original uh, co-main event, 
we won't have to wait too much long for that hype match uh, between Charles Oliveira and Benil. You got it. That's it. Benil Beirut. Uh-huh. You said, said Beirut. I said Beirut. Darius. There you stay you, mm-hmm. you might as well yeah, say was, Beirut. It would have been better. See, I believed in myself and like you and the producer, y'all ain't believing me, but that's fine. Now, after Saturday night's uh co-main event um at 28 was canceled, Dana White literally said that this match will now take place as the co-main event for UFC 289 on June 10th at the Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Now, the bout was actually scheduled uh for that may 6th and uh, for that may 6th event until uh Oliveira had to pull out due to an injury and it was later replaced with burns muhammad now uh Oliveira is actually looking to rebound uh from a vacant title challenge loss to islam makachev at usc 280 which snapped an 11 fight win streak meanwhile uh derush is actually on an eight fight win streak and he's looking to move up the rankings and with the win he would actually have a great place because he would actually be uh, beating uh, a higher um, fighter in Dubronx. So, Voice, I want to ask here, with this match moving to UFC 289, there's two things I want to know. If Dubronx is, is injured, how are they only moving it to 289? Because it, it feels like there's questions there that we're just not going to get answers to. And once this bout goes down, what are we looking for here? And who literally has the advantage uh, going into this bout? As far as how he's able to come back in, like to fight the following month versus this month? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, only thing I can think of is that maybe he has some kind of muscle strength and he needed some time to allow that to heal. You know, maybe maybe it's something with the shoulders, something where he can't like throw his arm, his hands, but he can still work on his cardio. I don't know. Uh, that that's a, a question that uh, we'll definitely bring up whenever this card uh, comes about to see how he looks in the cage when that happens. Uh, this was a godsend for the UFC because this card uh, between the champ. The former champion Juliana Pena and the current champ in the greatest woman of all time, the lioness Amanda Nunez. Yeah, we just saw this, and it's like, y'all gonna run it back again for the third time? I mean, you know, I get it that you know uh, Amanda got whooped the first time, but the whooping she put on Juliana was way way worse and amanda said hey i wasn't my my i wasn't 100 going into that first fight and she was 100 going into this one and they haven't fought in quite some time like that was a while ago so it's like yeah we can we gonna do this again already like okay so it, it really made this card kind of like uh meh but adding this fight to it it does for 289 what it was going to do for 288 which makes it a must watch fight card because this is a must watch fight poor Benil Darius he should have been fighting for the title a long time ago uh but there's a formula that the UFC has and part of that formula is you have to do something to make yourself marketable maybe your marketability is that you're this stoic quiet person uh but for Benil, somebody said, 
said he looks like your uh your your substitute gym teacher you know uh <laughs> you know your your uh your your i don't know your social studies teacher or something so he he's really unassuming in his looks and he doesn't really say much to promote himself so the ufc just keeps giving him these fights hoping so that someone beats him and he goes away kind of like uh with leon you know they kind of mm -hmm. kept stringing him along because they're like oh you're not ex exciting or whatever you know we don't want to have you fight for the title you should be a boring champion so they've been stringing him along but he should have fought for the title a long long time ago uh so if he beats du bronx then you can't deny him but likewise for du bronx if he wins and he beats uh he beats darius then he should be right back in title contention as well although you better hope somebody knock off islam because uh i don't i i find it hard to believe it's gonna look any different than it did the first time well i mean what's interesting about that though and, and i and this is why i always ask questions about the ufc rankings right now uh there you is number four in the lightweight rankings mm -hmm. and dubronx is literally number one so I mean, with the win, I just feel like that would automatically catapult Darius to that to that number one spot. Because I mean, come on now, if you're you're literally over over jumping the other two individuals above you just to beat that number one fighter, especially if he does it convincingly, that feels like that's that's the title shot right there. Yeah, it should be. That's what I'm saying. He he should finally get his due if he can beat Dubronx. No pun intended. So the question is, if he does defeat Dubronx, how does he how does he match up with the champion in a potential in a potential title fight? <laughs> um, how does anyone uh, uh, match up with him? Now I I'll say this: Volkanovski fought his heart out and arguably could have won. So. With that being said, Darius stands a chance because he can crack at 155, which is something that uh, Volkanovski, you know, couldn't do. Uh, he's got phenomenal uh, jujitsu and, and and ground game and wrestling and things of that nature. He's a, he's a true, true mixed martial artist. And uh, if Volkanovski could give him fits, then Darius could do more than give him fits. Well, it's that we definitely gonna get a chance to see on June tenth. Uh, to remember, Darius has not hit the mat since two thousand eighteen in a loss against Alexander uh, Hernandez, I believe. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely gonna be an interesting fight. Uh, UFC two eighty nine. That'll be June tenth. Now, to the, the 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 biggest fight this weekend. I'm flustered because I cannot believe how it ended now after saturday's big fight between tank davis and ryan garcia many questions were answered while there were a lot of others that needed to be asked so uh, if you weren't able to catch the bout davis stopped garcia during the seventh round after a major body shot which saw garcia take a step back take a knee and then he was out you can literally see uh that davis was literally screaming for him to get up um this was a major fight for both of them. The aftermath of the fight felt like there was a lot of drama. Um, there was a lot of people who complained about uh, Davis. I'm sorry, Garcia's treatment after the bout. 
uh, because there was you, you didn't see Delahoya anywhere around a- after mm. that. You didn't see Hopkins anywhere around after that. And many people, all they heard was Canelo telling him, listen, these people are not people that you should trust. Clearly, Ryan Garcia has talent. I mean, he's been an amateur fighter for a while. But what Davis showed us this weekend is he's ready. He's ready. Now, the question that I ask you, Voice, is uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on the bout, but I also want to ask, where do both fighters go from here? Um, The fight was, it was a great fight. Or let me not say it was a great fight. It was a good fight, and it proved what we said last week, that if Davis won, he beat a uh, someone who is best known for social media influence um you know that so that that's really kind of how things went um ryan though having a a background in boxing an extensive background in boxing he looked amateurish he looked amateurish and that's the reason that he lost he kept jumping in with wild shots putting himself uh out of position and Tank was capitalizing. What this also showed, though, was Tank's technical mastery. He is a technician and a tactician. He, uh, like his his uh, mentor, Floyd Mayweather, downloads the information. And then after downloading the information, he goes to work from, like, halfway through round one. He was smiling. I was like, uh-oh, that's scary. Because nothing, nothing, nothing happened in round one. Like I, I don't know who to give round one to. Um, I, I just like kind of gave it to Garcia simply because it seems like he was trying to do more. Then rounds uh, two through uh, five, Tank was just destroying him, destroying him, destroying him. Ryan tried to uh, rough him up, and I, that's when I knew Ryan was in trouble when he was uh, doing the rough house tactics and, and trying to press Tank. He was hitting him with some shots, but it didn't look like they did anything to Tank. I said, oh, he's in trouble. And sure enough, soon after that, boop, down uh, on his backside as the picture shows. Uh, So, you know, that was round two. Then, you know, rounds three, four, and five, uh, Ryan was just like really tentative. Round six, he did much better. He got things going. And then round seven, boy, that what looked like a phantom shot to the liver was all she wrote um people people have said my my main man uh harry jay you know says like he could have got up and i feel like he could have gotten up but like harry says i'm saying it here and i i feel him i I believe him on this he didn't want to go down worse he knew and he was in pain he was trying to get up and stuff even when he stood up he said ah you you saw all of that in the uh ring but as a fighter, you could get up. He didn't get up because he knew he was so compromised that it was only going to be downhill from here. So it's like, let me just go and stay. I'm going to stay down and, and, and take this L and keep it pushing. Now, one thing that he kept saying after the fight, so, you know, I, I don't want to make any excuses. I don't want to make any excuses. Like, what excuses are there to make? Uh, and one of the reporters at the post-fight press conference was like, hey, you know, the rehydration clause and so forth and so on. It's like, well, you know, I, I didn't really have my legs under me. You know, I, I really didn't feel good. Like until the fight started, then I was OK. But, you know, before the just warming up, I didn't feel like myself. I was like, dude, 
you the one that said it <laughs> on Thursday, the day before weigh-ins. I'm at 137. What dehydration? What I don't feel good? You only had a pound to lose from Thursday to Friday. You should be fine, sir. Unless you just killed yourself so you could say, I'm at 137 the day before. But even then, you got two days. Well, it's whatever. Uh, he said no excuses, then tried to dance around an excuse. Please don't have any excuses. You can't have any excuses weighing 137 and eating breakfast uh, uh, right after weigh-ins and saying, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I ate breakfast. I'm going to have no problems uh, with the 10 pounds the next day. If you say all of that, you take excuses out of the equation. I wanted to feel bad for him, boys. I did. He even tweeted out. He actually put it on, a, I believe, his Instagram story that there was a rat in his um in his camp, yeah, in his camp that that actually caused it and gave away secrets, which is just kind of like if you even go back and take a look at the fight, you kind of prove some of those points. He left himself defenseless too much into that fight. On top of that, you out here just hanging your chin out and. I guess maybe he thought that Tank wouldn't meet him at his speed, but it almost mm-hmm. got to the point voice where Tank was literally taunting his man during the bout. Like when I saw him taunting him, I was like, "Yeah, this this may not end well." Now, as far as the body shot, the one thing I even asked a friend of mine um, who's in the medical field, and she said sometimes there is a delay uh, because of where he hit him literally uh, near the liver. That there is a delay, and sometimes there's a shock there. Um, but of course we can't really tell, but of course Tank Davis has power. So that definitely explains a lot. Um, so we, so we discussed the fight. We discussed everything that happened. So voice, where do the two go from here? I know Davis said that he wants to go back to the, uh, I'm sorry. Garcia said he wants to go back to the drawing board. He wants to make sure that he comes back stronger, 140 and he's at it. Davis. Meanwhile, we're hearing a lot from Shakur Stevenson saying, listen, I want the fight. Devin Haney saying, don't nobody want to smoke with me either way. So, Voice, where do these fighters go from here? Um, <laughs> um, as far as what's next for uh, these fighters, uh, for Ryan, he'll go back and fight some other people at uh, 140 under the, um, under the Golden Boy banner. Uh, who specifically? I don't know. I know... Um, the fight that's coming up this weekend uh, has so someone not. who very well may uh, may be a com- maybe someone that he faces off against uh, in the future. But he needs a light touch, so they'll find that for him uh, to to get his confidence built back up. As far as Tank is concerned, uh, I've heard some people talk about um, uh, uh, whichever Gary Russell is around his weight class um you know that of course the talk up out there about shakur and about devin uh but devin's gotta beat loma let's let's get that straight first and then whoever does win that fight they will face shakur so obviously neither of those people is next for tank again he'll face someone of uh of lesser notes which would be more difficult because they've talked about him being a pay-per-view star before this one he 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 very well may have moved into that category i mean the zone broke 
I don't know if you saw that or not, but the uh, zone's platform uh, broke, and I'm a zone subscriber. I got it through the zone, like every zone subscriber did, because it was twenty five dollars less, and it would not come up on my TV. It kept saying too many devices logged in. It's like I ain't logged in, but but one, you know, did somebody hack my account again? It was like uh, no, they, but then they said, hey, it's it's an issue. We know people are having mm-hmm. problems. Fortunately, it came up on my phone and I could cast that to my TV. So I was able to watch everything the way I wanted to. But uh, when you break a whole platform and it's the same platform that get, has had pay-per-views for Canelo on multiple occasions and yeah. never had these issues. When you break the zone, you, sir, are a pay-per-view star. So it's going to be difficult for him to fight some more roly romero's or uh hector garcia's uh going forward they, they need to find someone for him uh, who that someone is though i don't know I'll, I'll say this a name out there at 135 that he could well make a fight with um and it's and it's because he's a name would be someone like cambosis now uh, do i think cambosis does anything uh, in that fight but try to fight no i don't he'll bring a fight to him for sure um i wouldn't mind seeing a, a rematch with uh pitbull cruz because you know he he hurt his hand and i don't that that was one thing about the post-fight press conference that uh did concern me so he may wait a while because in that post-fight press conference you saw it the whole time yeah he's holding his hand He's holding his hand, and um, you know when you hit as hard as he hits, you know you can you can uh, you can do some damage to your hand. And he's had hand issues in the past. Yeah, I'm, it's it's funny because if you watch some of his interviews uh, the Friday before uh, the 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 fight, he seemed like he's not somebody who plans on sticking around well after his time. Like he wants to get in, he wants to do his damage, and he wants to get out. Two fighters they talked about. You talked about George Cambosis. Another person that they mentioned was Tiafimo. He said, I'm not really interested in that either. He, he, he can't fight Tiafimo. He's too big. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There, there's really uh there's really not too many people at 135 out there. Yeah, so that'll definitely be interesting to see. Now, uh, last word before we actually close this out. I want to ask you your thoughts on uh uh the the conversation about uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins not being there and also Conor McGregor talking to Brian Garcia after the fight and saying hey I want to see a rematch okay uh, just to acknowledge Crispy uh, I don't think anything of it haven't seen it it's beautiful we'll never Crispy. see it uh, it's, it's beautiful big and gold it, it, it's just like the uh, the gold belts that you win for uh, being a fantasy football champion boys you're going to embrace WWE soon, sir. No, I'm they, not. Both, they both on the endeavor. Now, give us your thoughts on, on those last uh, those professional last... bull riding is too. Uh, as for and you know what, I, I think that's a perfect place to end because I I don't know what you said and um, <laughs> and it, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it does matter. Well, uh, Con- but... well, Conor McGregor said he believed that if there was no rehydration uh, clause in there. That Ryan Garcia probably would have won, and he said that he wanted to see a rematch between the both of them without that rehydration clause. That's great. It would end in the same. 
Boys, you ain't got to be that disrespectful. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in with us. Now, before we close out, the voice always has the last word uh, on Bouncy. Once you look forward to voice, give us your final words, sir. Uh, my final words are uh, that I don't like my uh, producer very much right now. Pushing. <laughs> Uh, putting this uh, pro wrestling in uh, on my uh, pro my pristine real, show. Sir. Roman Reigns would probably knock out Ryan Garcia too, so I don't even know why he's trying to trying to play my oh, dog. Okay, he's like twice the size, so yeah. But anyway, uh, this weekend uh, the UFC has uh, a fight going on at the Apex, uh, Song Yadong and um, uh, uh, Ricky Simone. They'll be facing off uh, against each other. And then William Zapata, that 140-pounder I was talking about under the Golden Boy banner, he'll be taking on uh, Jaime Arbolida. Yeah, that's his name. At least that's how I'm pronouncing it. I did uh, all the work for you to say his name wrong. That's beautiful. It's not Arbolida? It, no, nah, not how you pronounce it the first time. The second time, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, they'll be fighting each other uh, on Saturday as well so you know if you got those subscription uh services uh, you can put them to use and uh take it out so, <laughs> you're right uh <laughs> rod, rod rod no oh y'all i don't like how y'all keep playing that man ryan garcia man like he ain't no amateur fighter now do i believe it probably would end the same way yes but y'all gotta get that man some kind of fighting chance man he wins seven rounds what you want that's i, I wanted that's um probably about four more rounds than i thought he'd go Oh, there you go. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the main card. As always, smoke a lo- smoke clock. Uh, ooh, Tuesday, seven fifteen Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in with us. If you have not, please make sure that you like, share, subscribe. Check out our podcast while you're driving. You know what I'm saying? We on Apple, we on Spotify. You can also visit MTMVPN and see what our team is doing. There's a lot of great shows out there uh, that you can get uh, a hold of. See some of our personalities. <laughs> I, I, I do know. That one. Look, I, I, I do know what the LWO is. I think it's <laughs> a great idea, Chris. That's what's yeah, up next, no, see now our producers. This, this is bullying. No, Rob, it was wrong. He got caught in most of them, but he could have got up. No, did, did what's the song? We fall down, but we get back up. He should have had Donnie McClurkin in his corner because uh, he could have won at least a couple more rounds. I was disappointed, but hey, I understand. I ain't out there fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna wrap this show up before our producer comes on here and he starts talking and talking about something New Orleans, and we don't want that. Thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, you know that's Wait. where uh, uh, Jake Paul choked up the boy. I mean, where uh, Diaz choked up the boy, right? They get they get choked up and choked, in choked up uh, in in the uh, in, in the, the, in the, the first quarter. Yes, sir. The, the the Saints get choked up. The Pelicans oh, wow. get choked up. They all get choked up, but that's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with this voice. Give us a, give us the final word, sir. Until next time, fight the good fight.